You're listening to Superhero Time, the after show. Yes, let's let's get all up in your STD. Port yeah. Matthew, good on time. Uh, sure. Okay. Woohoo! Good. All right. So uh, yeah, we got a ship reveal. So I'm gonna go ahead and whip it up here so I can so I can look at it while it's happening. Um, Zinc. <laughs> wait, let me excuse me while I whip this out. All right, so we got the discovery now. Um, great name. Um, that's an ugly ship. It is. It. Everyone, everyone knows what the reference is, right? Oh yeah, we all know. Uh huh. Okay. It's a very terrible thing to reference. It, it really is. It's one of the worst ship designs for the Enterprise. And why they went back to the uh, Phase Two late seventies ship model, I, I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense to me. The other thing that I think is interesting is the fact that it's in that uh, asteroid bay. Uh, the only thing in Star Trek that I know that makes like ship bays like that in asteroids are Tholians. Tholians do shit like that. Well, that asteroid ship bay was also in the Ralph McQuarrie art. So True, true. But don't that's just taken straight from the art. I don't think there's any attention paid to the context of the universe that it's set in. Which is painful, but you're probably right. <laughs> uh, seriously. So, yeah, what a... Oh, I'm laughing at you describing that as painful. <laughs> what a weird-looking ship. But I mean, the... Everybody's lips, though, is, this is Klingon-related. This being... The ship? The, it looks like the Enterprise crossed with the D7. Yeah, it does. Oh, the it is music, kinda... The music uses lots of Klingon music cues in it. Mm-hmm. And then the teaser ends with the cloaking sound effect. Okay, see, I gotta turn the. I'll have to listen to this again while we're not recording. Yeah, no, it looks like it looks like a D seven with a saucer on it. And yeah. It is a big Klingon. I, you know what? Now that you mention that, that chevron shape that it has, you're that's yeah. Yes, that's the iconic line of a D seven. It it really is. <laughs> yeah, so uses the percussion type, you know, beat of Klingon music. And the, yeah, the, wow, yeah, wow, that's you're saying that. Wow. Okay, so, like, we never had a time period actually laid out for this show, no, did we? No, no. They've stated what it wasn't going to be. It wasn't going to be between uh, original series and Next Generation. Uh-huh. Damn it. <laughs> Which would have been awesome. I've been wanting that since since Enterprise came out. I want, I want that fucking red uniform time period. Captain Sulu, goddammit. Uh, so, it's looking like just by the, the ship's hull number of between Enterprise and original series, which isn't great, but the, it said it's going to be less episodic and more like a, a novel, a one solid story. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're going to Netflix it kind of like Daredevil. That's because if you're concentrating on one story, that so- you can develop that more and work within the boundaries of, of prequel. Yeah. Uh, Enterprise's big failing, I think, is that it was trying to do a bunch of episodic stories and still play within the boundaries of where things need to be by the time the original series started. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of restrictions on it. Yeah, uh, I think just doing one story over 13 episodes, that's doable. Yeah. That's the achievable goal. But the other thing, too, is like it's different from any Star Trek before it. 
like unless you count the movies for telling you know one long continuous story uh but mm-hmm. at you know 13 hours presumably mm-hmm. give or take like it's going to it's going to go far beyond in terms of the depth they can reach into the story they're trying to tell Right, because the way I'm seeing is this is going to be a CBS All Access. I think they're going to go with the whole Netflix series like Daredevil and Jessica Jones where it's a tight, oh, absolutely. Yeah. just packed, and it's going to be and, – and like I said, make one cohesive story. You tell your story, and then you're fucking done. None of this, oh, we got to come up with the monster of the week. we got to come up with this you – know. I, I think that whole – personally, I think the whole storytelling methodology for television is kind of dead. I mean, the whole syndicated TV show kind of going on all the time, I think it's dead. I think everything's going to start moving yep. to the online kind of thing where you make the entire show, you make 13, 16 episodes, you put it all out at once, and then you start working on season two. Who makes 16 episodes? I don't know. I just pulled a number pull out of my ass. So you remember we were talking many, many episodes of Toastago about what could save a Star Trek series? Yeah, yes. I, was, I was thinking back on that the other day and couldn't remember all the details except that we wanted something involving the Klingons more. I remember that, you know, that I had mentioned um, a solid, complete story more along the lines of, say, Daredevil. Uh-huh. And, oh, now, look what we're getting. No, I'm pretty sure I came up with that. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I said that because it was such a good idea. Yes, Scott. <laughs> Pretty sure that was me. No, no but I can't I... see it, but I'm pinching your cheeks right now. <laughs> Whoa, turn off my ass. <laughs> no, I, I like this as a concept for how to tell a Star Trek story just because like we had a we had a pretty uh, stark reminder of what happened with Voyager and we gave up watching Enterprise pretty quick too for, you know just the reason of it couldn't tell an interesting story week to week the same way like the old star trek formula stopped working yeah. as much as they tried to keep it going it just was not there anymore it's time to it's beyond time really to try something different and you know hopefully this will turn out and whether whether a second season would also be discovery or whatever or if they would move it to a different setting i I almost want to say I'm more in favor of the latter option. Um, oh, me too. You know, let's pr- just pr- jump all over the place with yeah. this shit. Yeah, produce well, thirteen episode seasons and well, focus on different stuff in each one. Tell a lot a, of stories within the universe. Thirteen episode season of Klingon politics. Yes. Well, as a counterpoint, uh, I would like to say that I mean I'm not saying you guys are wrong, and I think that would be awesome. But as a counterpoint, what if this crew and this these people and these characters we get really attached to, and we want to see more of them? Maybe okay. we want season two with these people. I will counterpoint that with Legend of Korra, which was designed exactly the same way to be a one season, basically mini series kind of thing, and that's all the thought that ever went into it. And when they came back to it for its second season, it was hot garbage because they didn't have a clue okay. what to do with these yeah. characters from this point onward. Well, yeah, but now we can assume that they Counter, do. Counterpoint. <laughs> I like where this is going. Okay, uh, the Marvel Netflix shows. Yeah. You get a season of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. We get Jessica Jones, because Daredevil is only originally planned to be one season. Then we right. get uh, a second season of Daredevil, and then we're getting Luke Cage, and then the Defenders, and then a third season of Daredevil. I mean, they can jump back to the original idea, but, you know. Point, yeah. They're yeah, not yeah. stuck with it back to back. Right. Right. Right, right. I mean, if the stuff does really well, there's nothing to say they couldn't do a second season of Star Trek Discovery specifically in the same year as a 13-episode season of whatever else they decide to try with this. 
See, and that's what's great about the online series is is is, is, <laughs> is that it, it frees you up to not be bound to any particular thing for very long. You can right. do it and do something else and then come back to it if you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the freedom it, it, for the for the content creators is a good thing, not a bad thing. Right. Giving the writers and the creators that freedom is awesome. I'm happy for them because they get to make good, cohesive, solid stories with no fat or filler. You know, they get to just do it. And little or no uh, directives from the network to, right. you know, appease the advertisers or whatever. Well, CBS All Access might be a little different than Netflix. Yeah, probably so. so but, I mean, that's... at least on the conceptual level, sure, sure. you know, they, they are freed of some of the burden of broadcast TV and what it has to accommodate. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the trailer. I paused it just right, and it just happened to it. So it's NCC 1031, so it's 1031, so clearly before uh, 1701. Um, no, I have read. I haven't double-checked since I've read this, but the rest of the hole is in shadow, so there could be an A after that. No, no, no. The way I'm looking at it, it's, it's totally displayed in front of me. I can see everything. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's no A. That's, that's... Um, so the thing um, is, from the other side, of the ship kind of resembles the Idic. Yeah, a little bit. It has a little bit of that yeah. shape. It also resembles the Federation A, or whatever the hell you want to call it, Chevron, or yeah, the the, the inter- well, the Arrowhead. Enterprise. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what it's called. But man, what a so, what do you think about the weird gold brown color that it has? How weird is that? Actually, I'm, that I think looks very nice. Actually, that's. Kind of I mean, you can only cool. have so many blue gray starships before you know. Sure. It, it's a it's a pretty color. It's rich. It's warm. It's nice looking. To, it to it's, me, it's, it's God that engineering hole though. So the color though, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that that time in the late seventies, early eighties when we thought beige was high tech looking. You remember uh, that? Dyna Beige. Yeah, seriously. It, like it, Commodore it was, 64. Exactly. <laughs> we thought the computers and high-tech, even the interior of cars, everything had to be beige that looked high-tech. And that's where it harkens back to the angles and the way it looks. It looks like they, they really went back in time to the 70s and went, let's just make what we thought high, was high-tech in the 70s. My family had a refrigerator that color. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a sec here. No, okay. really, we did. We so, had a refrigerator. Uh, so, that no, 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 no. Yeah, bullshit. Assuming this takes place between the original series and, and Next Generation. I'm sorry. Enterprise. Never mind. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind what I was about to say. Okay. What were you thinking it would take place in the space 70s? <laughs> Basically, yes. Yeah, so I was thinking it would take place <laughs> after the original series, but no. Never mind. My yeah. idea was completely fucked. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we already know that's not the case. Yeah. yeah. Um, the thing I, is, I, the whole triangular engineering hole could work with a little bit of tweaking, I think. Like slimming it down a little bit? for the cells just need to start a little further back, farther away from the deflector dish. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, and the other thing is that the, uh, the, the nacelles aren't risen up at all. They're on the exact same plane as the engineering hole. Yeah. Isn't They're down low. Say that again? Isn't that something that said that they have, the, the nacelles have to be able to look at each other? They, they do, but they could be... be 
yeah, yeah, they had to be able to see each other, but they could have been risen up, though. So I'm saying they're not, like, level with the saucer, they're level with the engineering hull, so they're flat like the Voyagers, like the Intrepid class. Except that works by the nacelles communicate with each other or whatever the hell well, no, no, the and that, is. Yeah, and that's fine. It's just it's the stylistic. That's why Gene Romero liked it, because he liked the style. He just wanted them to be open and free, and if they could look at each other, I meant there was that freedom between them. Um, no, I'm just saying it just, it's just interesting they didn't go with like the, uh, the pylons kind of raising the nacelles up towards the saucer section. They're flat to the plane of the engineering hull. Obviously, with this, they wanted to go for something that was a little bit outside of the normal silhouette for a Federation starship. Absolutely. Yeah, Although, in that case, I'm surprised they didn't have them coming like just down a little bit from the engineering hull. Yeah, and I wish the neck to the saucer was a little bit shorter. Basically, as basically, you want the body of the ship to be a little bit more linear with the engines raised out a little bit more. It seems a little bit of tweaking in, it in does, various I agree. directions. Like, like, I'm, I'm glad the that they tweaked it as much as they... The saucer, the neck needs to be thicker. I'm glad they tweaked as more much like as they did from the Phase 2 design, but they didn't go quite far enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's very it is it's very space seventies which you know honestly I kind of like I kind of like this kind of space seventies. It's different. Different is yeah, good. I mean, different is good. It's, it's not quite there. There's things that I really wish were slightly different. Well, sure. Like um, the tips and the cells, the triple Bassard collectors. I mean, that's unnecessary. Just just make it a standard red dome there. That's all we need. It just seems like. Change something for the sake of changing something so it looks different. The only thing I can think is, like, if this is a, you know, pre-original Enterprise thing, this is some kind of, maybe not test bed since it's not an NX, but it's, you know, it is part of a program of different design methodologies that yeah, the Federation it's, it's, is going through. Uh, right. And continuity that makes sense, but yeah. just from a, an outside production standpoint. Uh-huh. As far as designs, that doesn't that doesn't look as cool as it would with just a standard red dome there. Yeah, yeah. I think they wanted to go back to the clunkiness. I think they're they're clearly going for a more primitive look to it. And I think that's part of it. It, well, it, it and looks in, in that regard, they succeeded more than Enterprise with the ship design. Agreed. Oh yeah, don't yeah, don't get me started on that crap. <laughs> I mean, I hate yeah. Come on, man. You guys could have could have made it look old-fashioned in the Star Trek context if you wanted to. But no, they had to make it a goal more high-tech than the TOS, which I didn't like. Mm-hmm. See, this is a good balance. This makes it look primitive, but still high-tech in the context of Star Trek. It looks old, but also looks new. Exactly, which is hard to do, but I think they nailed that. Like I said, it, for some reason, it's grown on me. I mean, I'm looking at the, the old Phase 2 sketches and everything right now. Well, the Phase 2 sketches, the secondary hull was like what, twice the size of the saucer? Yeah, it was ridiculous looking. Yeah, I mean, that was never... No. That was, was never a good design. Basically, I mean, it looks like... It looks chunky and clunky as shit. But I can mention uh, Admiral Archer looking at it and thinking, this thing is goddamn glorious. Yes. <laughs> right, right. Oh, I hear you. I could accept this if, like, they start the first episode with the exposition of, this was designed by Jonathan Archer himself. Sure, and, and then and somebody here he is with and, old man makeup on, smashing a champagne bottle on it. Well, I was gonna say so, like then then whoever's standing next to would he uh, need the makeup? 
whoever's standing next to the person delivering the exposition goes, oh. <laughs> like, just have that subtle acknowledgement that even the people in the universe think this looks a little bit weird. <laughs> and never mention it. Never mention it again. Just like, you know, lampshade that right off the bat and just let it be done with. Anyway, I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girl. See Good ya. night, Fort Max. Night. Have fun at five a.m. But yeah, I just like for all the allusions to Klingon aspects to this, I'm really curious how or if any of that's going to get played up actually in the show. Not at all, I'm sure. Probably not. Nope, it will never be mentioned. No, and that's why it would be good for this to be like a pre-Next Generation thing, just because that could be part of it. No, what I really hope from this, and I think we're probably retreading what we talked about way back when, but like, if they do this where the different seasons are um, not all in the same setting, let's get something like post-Voyager era, post-Nemesis. Uh, in the original universe, kind of move. That's it what forward. everyone seems to be really disappointed by is we're not getting an extension of the Prime Universe. But right. like, you know, if they have to start in the past, you know, build out the concept some, and then move it forward and start taking advantage of what the format can do. Yeah, I, I like some of the expansions that like the the uh, MMO has gone on because it's in like twenty four oh nine, twenty four ten. So it's moved forward quite a bit from Nemesis, like thirty years after Nemesis or something. So they kind of show how things have changed. But you know, it, it's it's pretty light touch. You know, nothing amazing. The Klingons are bad guys again. The Gorn have joined them. So it, it's nothing extraordinary. So you know, I, I wonder if the whole back to the past thing is. Because this will be the 50th anniversary of the original series, they're trying to get back towards the old Star Trek feel. Yeah, oh, or the new Star Trek feel. Well, of course they are. Even the, even the MMO is doing that with their newest expansions, going back to TOS level stuff. I mean, you make a character in the TOS era, so yeah, I, I absolutely think that's happening. I don't think they're wrong to do that either. Well, I don't know. As as some of the new stuff has shown me that even that old, you know, Connie Enterprise, Constitution class Enterprise, with its gray, smooth hull and 60s-looking aerospace kind of look and feel, I still think is cool and has a has a romantic charm to it. And I think they could mine that. And I think they did a little bit with that with this new ship, with the Discovery. They went back to that, you know, hit, you know that groovy 70s kind of design, a brown hull and shit. I mean, it, it's <laughs> neat that they actually made it look good. Yeah. Well, I like that. they're starting to make it look good. Yeah, it, it's such a weird aesthetic to see in 2016, but by God, they did it. <laughs> also, I just kind of, I want the concept of a prequel Star Trek show to be redeemed a little bit. Oh, agreed. Because, like, I liked Enterprise, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed watching Enterprise when it was on, but it wasn't all it could have been. And I'm well, glad since... they're going back to something, you know, pre-classic and trying the vague idea at least again. Yeah, because the because it didn't get good by the time when it, as soon as it got good they canceled it. Season three was because pretty nobody was good. watching it anymore. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> it wasn't canceled because it got good. It was canceled because everyone gave up on it. Well, I didn't say it was because it got good. It's just it so happened <laughs> it got canceled when it got good. Yeah, season, but yeah, season four was a lot was more great. solid. Oh, season four it was only great. they made season one good. 
You're right. No, 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 no. Star Trek shows are allowed to have a bad first season. It's basically tradition. It is. Um, (laughs) They needed to make season two be good like season four was. Yeah, let's let's hope that they can find their feet. I mean, like I said, because this is going to be a Netflix-style show with the 13 solid episodes of one cohesive story, it's a 13-hour-long movie, Yeah, which is honestly what it is. Um, I, I think they can do it. I mean, unless they just completely drop the ball, which, I mean, yeah, I, the flaws of Star Trek, I think going to a Netflix model will be solved. Quite possibly, yeah. Just having one story to focus on the whole time will do a load... Uh, it'll do a load of good. Um, obviously, like the casting is going to be super important with this. Sure. Um, Adam Sandler is your captain. I will slap your shit. think <laughs> <sighs> 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 <laughs> you broke him. First officer Edward Pattinson. <laughs> it's just all brooding on the on the bridge. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there's not a whole lot of images of the old Phase 2 design, huh? Well, it was just concept art, I mean. Yeah, wow. Okay, so I wonder what kind of cat we're going to get. Because they're talking about if it's going to be progressive again. That's fine. I, there's nothing really that I want or don't want. I mean... Have a Vulcan captain. That's not uh, the, progressive. The, well, it could be interesting. I mean... Have a know. Hispanic Vulcan captain. <laughs> I think we need to have a Hispanic transgender captain. Of what species? Other kin species. <laughs> Other kin. Oh. So Vulcan. Uh, <laughs> triggered. I'm triggered. Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> Took you a minute, didn't it? It did take me a minute, but then I got it, and it was great. <laughs> oh, fuck you, dude. <laughs> No, and see, that's the thing. Again, I, I want something in the future where we could have a Star Trek series, Federation ship, Klingon captain. Not necessarily Worf. I know there's that whole Captain Worf thing. Everybody... Yeah, there's no other Worfs. There's just one Worf. <laughs> no, there was there was Colonel Worf in Undiscovered Country. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it like his like grandfather like yeah. or something? Yeah. Grandfather, great-grandfather. Like Cardassian something like that. captain. Okay. In the thirty-first uh, century, when they have the uh, the time ships and everything, there's a Cardassian, a female Cardassian captain working with Starfleet. Does she just like slaughter everyone she encounters? <laughs> no, she's actually very nice. Boy, the Cardassians have been ruined by the thirty-first century, haven't they? Uh, yes, they've been kind of neutered, and oh. they joined the Federation. So there you go. Oh. Well, I mean, like you know, having a Cardassian Starfleet officer would be interesting. I'd like to see that, but it has to be like a contemporary Cardassian. It has to be Dukat. Or, or Garrick. <laughs> Garrick. You know, I mean, well, no, either, like, a Cardassian in the style of either one of them would be fine as a Starfleet officer. I'm just imagining for a moment uh, Garrick sitting on the bridge of the Enterprise D for the entire series. Counselor Garrick? Not in a Starfleet uniform, just Garrick as a tailor <laughs> on the bridge. No, Counselor Garrick. Yeah, Counselor Garrick, yes. <laughs> and Troy's seat. And, yeah. tro- and Troy's uh, one-piece thing there. So, 
so would he be there like you know like knitting cloth or being a tailor like while he's on the bridge like knitting to himself and humming while okay, you know like, how, you know how there's the little uh, like rumble seat next to the next to the side side seats there with the little yeah. console so instead of that there would be like a little loom and a sewing machine <laughs> okay so the enterprise unbelievable up next to the neutral zone and the Romulans hail them and Picard puts them on mute and turns to Garrick. And, Garrick, what do you think? Oh, uh, Captain, I don't think they're telling the truth at all. My sources <laughs> say. <laughs> Even though they totally are telling the truth, they're just peaceful asking questions. It's like, oh, they're clearly going to backstab us. You should destroy them immediately. Picard <laughs> <laughs> just, just blows them up out of space for no reason. <laughs> I can see that happening. Man. <laughs> <laughs> We're the best. And it's been much better with Garrick in it. Well, yeah. Everything would be better with Garrick in it. Even me. Ew. <laughs> ew. It's all scaly and ew. Voyager with Garrick in it. It's rich for your pleasure. <laughs> Have sex and it sounds like you're walking with, with corduroy pants. Or a xylophone. <laughs> Oh, like what the skeletons use with their, their spines and rib cages. Yes. <laughs> right. So Garrick and Voyager, he probably would have just, like, killed Janeway and taken over, wouldn't he? Oh, she would have met with an unfortunate accident. Well, not directly. <laughs> no, not directly. But you would know. He would have advised her to die. <laughs> <laughs> Although, like, he might not have even removed Janeway from the picture because it would be better for him if he was just, like, puppet mastering her. Actually, no, Garrick would have taken over the Kazon. <laughs> and then turned them into the most terrifying force in the galaxy. He would have been a successful Seska. Yeah. A successka. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible, and uh, the only thing that shames me more is that you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right. See, now I'm all lost in Google Images looking at pictures of spaceships. Normal night for you, then? Yeah, I'm in a happy, I'm in a happy place right now. <laughs> oh, I love well, these, just, man. Just search Google Images for nebulas, and then you'll be lost for another six hours. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah, no, I still want... You just search I, for cops like a normal person. I want, <laughs> I want the Star Trek series concept we came up with a long time ago, where it's after Deep Space Nine, um, the Majorans have joined Starfleet, and then the Federation is courting... Um, or the Majorans have joined the Federation, the Federation's courting the Cardassians to join, and it starts making, like, a political rift with the Majorans. I can see that, but, I mean, it's... I think they explored that well enough in DS9. Not really... You don't think so? You don't think the whole, oh, well, we used to be enemies, but now we have to work together, it wasn't, like, done to death? No, because, like, for one thing, the Bajorans never became part of the Federation during the run of the show. Um, and there was so little exploration of, like, the peace, in peace initiatives between the Bajorans and the Cardassians because the show turned the Cardassians over into Dominion puppets. That's true. Very shortly after all that. Um, I think we've seen enough of Bajor and the Cardassians. I think we need to focus on like the Tholians or the Breen or the Gorn or something. Yeah. Stuff that we touched on enough to make it a standard presence, 
but we've never really explored dramatically. See, Maybe. I like the I like the Tholians because they're so alien. They're they're just one of those very few alien alien species, and aren't just humanoids. You know. I just like if they do that, I want the concept of the Tholians that existed before Enterprise, because like Enterprise turned them into like crystal dinosaur things. And spiders. Yeah. Um. Whereas, like, old concept art of what a Tholian looked like was just a floating crystal with eyes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And that's a lot more interesting to me as a concept for how does a sentient race function like that. <laughs> right. With no appendages, for one. Or anything, yeah. How do they reproduce? Do they just split in half and, you know... Oh, Kirk will find out. Don't worry. <laughs> they had He'll crystal see. dogs. <laughs> Kirk calls it the old Tholian splitter. <laughs> it's hard like the lithium crystal. <laughs> Reinitialize your matrix. Do you have to use a Tholian to cut another Tholian? No, but I tell you, because the Tholians live in like 900 degrees Celsius environments and the brain are like sub-zero, having them fight would be awesome. Sounds steamy. It's called a steam. <laughs> <laughs> so hot. Oh, that's, that's perfect. That's perfect, actually, because, like, you save, um, you save special effects costs, because you just overlay steam onto everything. You don't have to actually show any action. <laughs> just film inside a sauna. I think, I think you just want a gay porno. I think that's what this is coming down to. It's just, we're just getting down to I gay do! <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek should be a gay porn. Uh, you, can't, there, you can tell me there, there, there has to be a parody out there. Come on. You know, I saw, I once saw a porno parody of uh, Hawkman versus the Gentleman Ghost. It was straight, but just the fact they bothered to make one featuring Gentleman Ghost <laughs> kind of blew my mind. Did it? Did you blow anything else? Well, no, because there's vaginas on screen. Oh, but... I see. Right. <laughs> Well, got, don't you know anything? Visible though, except for his clothes. So, like, his floating g-string. <laughs> I'm not quite certain what was going on because I, I, I didn't buy it. I thought the store, but like, it was you know, a... ghost, like a white suit with like an invisible person inside it. This sounds like a fever dream. I don't think you actually saw this. <laughs> this <laughs> happened. It was real. I don't no, think I so. Don't. I'm questioning your sanity again. It's far too late for that. Oh, man. If you wanted to question his sanity, you should have started about six years ago. I should have started about 20 years ago. (laughs) When he said, hi, I'm Hey Mickey. I go, hey, I'm Scott. Okay, it's hard to use a trackpad when I'm drunk. Why are you using a trackpad? Because I'm I'm the fucking damn laptop. uh, It'd be nice if they invented a way for you to use a mouse with a laptop. How about you fuck off? <laughs> Worth it. Follow the slink if I can figure out how to paste it. <laughs> there's control and there's V. If I press enter, it should work. There we go. Oh, yeah, I sent two other links too, but oh my god. Oh my god. So, yeah, not safe for work or something, but put it in the show notes anyway. <laughs> what the fuck? Their love is eternal, the power unparalleled, through reincarnation, Hawkman and Hawkgirl continue to find each other over the oh, course Gentleman of time. Ghost. Years. Uh, Jennifer. What? 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 
What? What? See, I'm not See, making this up. There really was a porno with gentlemen ghosts. Pretty sure you just made this website. I don't see any porn on here at all. <laughs> and trust me, I, I know porn when I see it. Okay, well, I'm totally confused. So, yes, if you go to uh, CraveOnline.com, they have an exclusive trailer for Hawkman Hot Girl Triple X. From 2013. Oh, yes, the heady days of 2013. <laughs> Back when Obama was president. Yeah. He's still Man, president, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those days. Time traveler might be confusing. Okay, so I'm I'm looking at um, Stop when time travelers. I'm looking at the second paragraph here where it talks about the cast and all the things they've been in. <laughs> um, Sensing a theme. Oh, I'm just uh, disappointed that the uh, X Men porn parody is X Men Triple X apparently, and not Triple X Men. <laughs> like, well, they didn't want to give them the wrong idea. Somebody was asleep at the switch there. Why can't they just call it X Three? Yeah, yeah, X cubed. Directed by Brett Ratner. Ugh, no, I wouldn't even watch it even if it was a porno if it was directed by him. <laughs> I don't think I think he could fuck up a porno. It's not the point. He does the, he does the thing where he like focuses like at the, at the climax where he focuses on the dude's face going, Egh! you know. Or he just gives you the shot of balls slapping against the ass over and over again for half an hour. <laughs> right. Nobody likes that shot. <laughs> Nobody! Straight or gay? It's boring. You need to have a face in the shot at all times. This week on Superhero Time, Hey Mickey directs porn. God, if only. I could find so many problems with pornography that I was directing. Uh, yeah, you know what? I believe you. I'm on board. I don't want to particularly watch it, but I believe in your capability. All right, so back to the uh, the STD. So, <laughs> Star Trek nice from porn to STD. I know. So, Star Trek Discovery. So, people have been making a point about how there's that vertical uh, rift in the middle of the Star Trek symbol of the Enterprise, Chevron, whatever you want to call it, and p- people have been taking a lot of meaning out of that. Like, there's like something split or divided about this. Does anybody have any idea about that? No. No, all to right. me, it just strikes me as an aesthetic choice of let's put a line through it to make it more interesting. Yeah, I don't think there's any more meaning to it than that. Yeah, people have been really theorizing about it, and and see now that you mentioned the sound effects, I got to go back and listen to this thing seriously and 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 hear those cues you're talking about. Well, do it now. Well, no, I'm recording a podcast right now. No, I'm recording Fucking a podcast. Vagina. You're just talking on do what I say. No, I'm recording it too. I have a rival one <laughs> that I posted on my site <laughs> and claim that it's all bust. <laughs> yeah. That other other episode of Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the Scott Show featuring Hey Mickey XV. <laughs> Your mom downloads it every week. I have I have five hundred thousand subscribers. Uh <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? No, just sad. Yeah, kind of sad. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, man. This will be interesting. So this thing, January. So we get six months before this thing goes live. Less, but At the yeah. moment, I'm actually kind of tempted to pay for it. You kind of what for it? Tempted to pay for it. As opposed oh, to I'm not. 
No, I'm not. Fuck that. I'm not. I'm not paying for a whole subscription service for one show. I didn't do it for HBO for Game of Thrones and for um, uh, last week tonight. I don't know, like, what, seven bucks a month. You watch it all in one month. Seven bucks. I pay that to watch the Star Trek show. What if they only release one episode a week? Then you wait till it's all out. Then you buy it for one month for the service. Ah. Yeah, but they do the thing where they only show the latest episode. The other ones they take off. Because that's what yeah, Hulu I don't think does. Smart to do that. They're already sell their subscription service just for Star Trek, so they're clearly kind of fucking dumb. Uh, yeah, they are. And well, no, I'm... no, no, no. I mean, they are dumb. However, I believe that um, you know an exclusive new Star Trek series is the only way they could get any number of people to actually sign up for their service because nobody wants to watch all the, all the other great CBS shows. Yeah, like... nobody wants to watch the shit that's on CBS, which was basically going to be my point. Yeah. No, I think we're all agreed there. I don't think there's any conflict there. I mean, that's why I'm not going to... I don't know. I don't know. I just can't in good conscience pay for one, you know, a whole subscription fee just for one show. I don't want to support Star Trek, so I'm not going to give them any money. Well, see, that's the counter-argument that I was about to go into. Is like, But I don't want to steal from Star Trek, so... Well, <sighs> there's always the um, the middle ground here, which is you know this is going to come out on DVD at some point. And the DVD sales may be more important than the subscription money. I am not going to wait an extra six months to watch this shit. <laughs> I am going to watch this as soon as possible. Do you know how much a fucking combo meal costs at Wendy's right now? What, it's like, like $9. Bucks? Oh. Wendy's? Is that like is that like In-N-Out? It is, except there's more <laughs> uh, red-headed vaginas involved. Oh. Oh. Uh, so for the cost of a combo meal at Wendy's, you could get one month subscription to this CBS bullshit and watch Star Trek and get them some money and then cancel it. Counterpoint. All right, all right. You've convinced me. Counterpoint. I don't fucking eat at Wendy's. You eat at Jack in the Box, though. Yeah, but I don't get combo meals. <laughs> you just get a shitload get... of tacos. Yes. Yeah. When I went yesterday, I got six tacos. I hate their new tacos. Oh, God, they're so gross. Have uh, You haven't had any since the last time we talked about that, have you? Did they change them again? Back to what they used to be? All the ones I've had since you mentioned them changing them and them being awful have been like they've always been. Oh, well, good. So maybe you just, like, ended up at a bad <laughs> jack-in-the-box one day. Oh, well, it was bad, yes. <laughs> no, but, I mean, it wasn't representative of the entire system. I think they attempted to change them, and people said, fuck no, this is gross. Because oh, you, got they the, you got the regular tacos, right? Not the monster taco? They only had one taco in the menu. Okay, then. This must, must have been a month that you didn't visit Jack in the Box. Well, it could be. There's a lot of those months that go by. Also, you need to come up to Nashville sometime. Because I got another one of those cheap Groupons for the sushi train place. Sushi tray, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I want to get aboard that. <laughs> Come on, ride that train. It's a choo-choo. Ride it. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> it was like crawfish, but that's okay. <laughs> I will ride the sushi train all night long until I die. Shove your dick into raw salmon. Uh, if it, yeah, okay. I'm just cutting to the chase here. We all know with the direction we're heading. <laughs> I just like sushi. I don't know what you're talking about. I was talking about vaginas. Fish. Uh, wow. That's going to be offensive to no one that listens to this podcast. 
if you're a lady and you listen to this podcast, please let us know because I'm honestly curious. <laughs> don't, don't do it because then we'll know you exist. So tweets at superherohottime.com or whatever. I don't know. Dot org dot info dot biz. Dot edu. We're an educational podcast, god damn it. We're an org. We're, we're an orgasm. We, dot orgasm. We educate about how fucking horrible we are. Yeah, why don't porn sites do dot org domains? Because they have the legs. Dot org dot asm. ASM. I love it. All right. Well, I think I'm about spent. I'm yeah, hungry. Yeah, also <laughs> magazine should be dot, uh, dot org. So it should be asm dot org. Yeah, now you're just playing word Yeah, now you're playing word games. That's Nothing way else. too advanced for us. No, we just need uh, goatsy.cx. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good all one. we ever need. Yeah. Just like the John Lennon song. All you need is drive? All you need is goat sex. 